What's going on, gentlemen? Welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast. My name is Keaton, and I am your host. This is a podcast for men trying to figure out what kind of man they want to be and what they want to give their life to, and then pursuing that vision for the rest of their life. My name is Keaton, and I am your host, and we are... I don't want to preemptively say we are back, but I think we might be back. I have been on a sabbatical since, well, a very pretty long time now, and I have been um, taking a lot of time to pray, to do a lot of nothing when it comes to this kind of work, to even the news, to content. I've been, even reading, I've been doing a lot of nothing, allowing my mind to relax and to seek the face of Jesus and the Lord and and it has been very, very good. Um, and enjoy my new son and our family of four now. I've so, so good. My son looks just like me. He's got a little bit of his mom in him, um, in his face, but for the most part, he looks just like me. He's a very, very happy boy, which I'm very thankful for. We have two very happy kids. He is probably more steady than my daughter. My daughter has really high highs and really low lows. And my son is just sort of like steady very happy but not so happy that it's like wow but he's just very happy very smiley he loves being held by his mother he loves just seeing me and which is just the best and so it's been a very very good time um and i may continue longer i'm not really sure but i had something i was thinking about tonight uh it is currently it's saturday july 22nd at 6:50 p.m. where i am i just had something i was thinking about as i was folding kids laundry and and the thought is what'd you turn to what did you turn to when your life got stressful when the burden got heavy when you didn't know how to make a decision when it seemed like everything was against you what'd you turn to when she broke your heart what'd you turn to when your parents said words that were true but hurtful or lies and hurtful what'd you turn to when your boss yelled at you, what'd you turn to when everything seems like it's not going the way it should be? What'd you turn to? We all have something that we turn to when life doesn't go the way we thought it should be when you meet the sufferings of life. And yeah, there's sufferings in life. There are, you can't escape them. Sometimes they're circumstantial. You can understand why something is the way that it is sometimes they're because of decisions that you and i have made we made a decision and wow oh that brought a lot of pain and suffering and that helps us know we shouldn't go down that path again or make that decision again or go on a date with that person again hopefully you don't go on a date with that person again sometimes they get three or four before you realize oh i gosh should not be doing that and then sometimes sufferings of life they just come out of nowhere you're like Look into the heavens with your fists screaming, like, why? Pounding your steering wheel, wanting to finally take up boxing because you're so angry about your circumstances. Sometimes those happen, especially when you're young, you know, young being anywhere from 18, 16, all the way up to, uh, we'll call young 65 because it just happens. You know, I'm 32 almost, not quite there, almost. And even sometimes I look at the heavens, I look up to God, and I'm like, why are things the way they are? 
But the question still remains, like, what do you turn to? What would you turn to? A lot of us, we've got a vice we turn to. It could be sex. You turn to life gets stressful and out of hand, and you're like, I'm, you know, I'm just going to go right to Tinder. I'm going to go to Hinge. I'm going to go to a bar. I'm just going to, I'm going to text that person. I only text when I'm feeling down, see if they are available, see if she's available. Don't do that. Come on, guys. Don't do that. Don't, definitely don't turn to that. Don't do that. But maybe that's your vice you turn to. Maybe it's uh, alcohol. Maybe it's porn. Maybe it is trying to take control of your life. Maybe it's video games. Maybe it's workaholism. And when I say taking control of your life, going back a second, I mean the angst of life is get so great you feel like just got to do something, which is my default. I just got to do something. I can't have my life stay the way it is. I've got to do something. And you end up feeling like you're throwing darts at a wall blindfolded after somebody had turned you around and spun you around a few times. You can't hit a target to save your life. But you got to do something. It feels like you're doing something. Or maybe some of you, I'll just go through my vices in the past. Maybe some of you when life is stressful feel like what you really need is a new wardrobe. And you're like, maybe if I had some different clothes and changed my image and people saw me differently than they currently see me, my life would be different. I remember one time, and this was right when me and Chelsea actually had broken up. I was like, because one of the fights we'd gotten in, I was really poor at the time. And I was like, well, maybe what I need is I need new clothes. We had just broken up. Maybe I need new clothes. That's probably one of the reasons that we broke up. And so I went and I spent money I didn't have to buy clothes I didn't really care about. And I actually showed up to work the next day and I had just gotten these cool boots and I spilled something on them and my overseer, his name was Andrew, and he looked down and he goes, just he I think he was kind of making a joke, but also I think he might have he was a godly man. He is a godly man. He and he goes, Ha, that's what you get for putting your trust in clothing and not in the Lord. I was like Wow, if only you, I don't, I think he may have been making a joke, but also I'm not really sure, because this was like within 24 hours, and I was like, wow, if only you knew what you just said to my heart. And that was, I mean, that was several years ago that I had that vice, or I turned to nicotine several times, I'd be like, I just gotta, I need something to calm me down, and everybody who's ever smoked in the past, or dipped in the past, or you know that I just need something to calm me down, the tension in my body is too great, I just need something. Alcoholics feel the same thing. Not even just alcoholics, but people who turn to alcohol feel the same thing. I just need to, I need something to help me relax. The tension's too great. I just need, I just need, I just need to let it off. We've got something we turn to. We, we've got something that when the stress of life hits and it feels like agony, we have to turn to something because it's in those moments we realize we can't actually handle what is happening in our life. We actually, we can't handle life at all. The stresses, they're too great. They're too much for us to handle. We need something to assist us, to bring calm, even if it's fleeting, even if it's worthless, even if it is digging a deeper hole 
we need something. It's in the moments of struggle and suffering that we realize we need something to help us. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I need fill in the blank. You've got it. We all have it. You could be the most devout Christian in the world. You still got it. Ask Pops what he used to turn to. I, actually, I'm just going to make a guess. I remember stressful times when Pops was around. He was an elder at the church, and sometimes you knew how bad the elder meeting was depending on how many laps he took at the park with the dog at late at night. You know, But I'm sure there were some sugary snacks, some vanilla Cokes, some... Sundays from the Good Times Burger Joint down the road. Custard, that's what they had. I'm sure it was something like that. You'd have to ask him. He's probably smirking as he says that and denying it. But we all have something that we turn to. What'd you turn to? What do, what do you turn to? I've been thinking a lot about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane a lot. It's where he was before he was crucified. And it's the most agonizing thing I think that he actually went through. I think it was worse than the cross. And the reason, only reason I think that, and this, uh, maybe I even shouldn't say that because actually now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, the cross was really bad. But also the agony leading up to the worst event in your life is pretty great. Anybody who's gone through agony that they foresaw the death of a loved one, it's almost worse than when they die because it's all part of the same experience. The agony in the garden for Jesus was part of the crucifixion. It wasn't separate from it. It was a very, it was an integral part of it. It was the pain before the pain. It was the suffering before the nails through his hands and his feet. It was the scorn and the anxiety and the stress before he was whipped and hung and died. Like it was part of the crucifixion. So maybe I need to go back and say it was not worse than the crucifixion. It was part of the crucifixion and it was, it was the agonizing part because once he started getting beaten, crucified, his fate was already upon him. The lead up is when he sweat blood. There's actually a medical um, diagnosis for when you're so stressed, you start sweating blood. I forget what it's called. You can look it up. Just Google it. Uh, medical medical disease. When you sweat blood, they have something for it. But it's in, he's in he's in agony. He's in agony, and he separates from his friends because sometimes when you're in agony, you can't be around crowds. You can't be around twelve. You can't even be around three. But he takes his three closest disciples, and he he begs them. He's like, my soul is in agony even unto death. Which is foreign unless you're in agony unto death. Unless you're in a very, very stressful situation. Unless you're heartbroken, burdened. Agony unto death doesn't mean anything when you're happy. Um, You're only reminded of the agony of the garden when you're in current agony. But he says, my soul is in agony even unto death. Stay here a while and pray. He asks his three closest friends to pray for him, and he goes off, and he falls flat on his face to pray. He turned to God. What do you turn to? 
And it was so interesting. One of the things I have been thinking about that has nothing to do with this podcast is the same three that he had asked to pray were with him on the Mount of Transfiguration, which means they saw his ultimate glory and what he would be. And it was like, whoa, they didn't fall asleep during that. But they fell asleep when he was at about to face the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst, his worst agony, his worst suffering. They loved his glory fell asleep in a suffering and maybe you are having a hard time right now it doesn't matter if you're listening to this on july 22nd or whenever you're listening to it maybe you're in agony and you feel like your friends have fallen asleep that nobody's nobody's praying for you like you had asked nobody's with you like you had hoped <laughs> um they're probably with you you don't know he's just it's hard to stay awake late at night. Um, and you can't depend on them as if they are God. <laughs> Even Jesus knew that. So he comes back and he tells them, like, can you not pray with me for like an hour? And they're like, no, actually, we, we couldn't because our flesh is weak, even though our spirit might be willing. And Jesus reminds them, hey, the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. But Jesus goes back and he turns to the one who can help. And he prays the prayer. He prays the prayer and prays the prayer. It didn't change his circumstance, but angels did come and minister to him and strengthened him for what was ahead. And that's the thing about suffering in life, hard times in life. You can turn to your vice and it won't fix it. It won't change it. It won't take away the agony, the pain, depending on the degree of whatever you're going through. It won't take it away. You can go to God and it won't go away. If this cup I must drink, let it be done according to thy will. If I must drink this cup in order to fulfill all righteousness, if I must drink this cup in order to let save humanity and let them be in glory, if I must drink this cup because you have asked me, let it be done according to thy will, and you don't know what your suffering is for, you don't know what these hard times are for, and you probably have to endure them, which is something we talk about on this podcast frequently, you have to endure these things. But what do you turn to to endure these things? You can turn to your vices, as I have so many times, and I'm sure you have too, and they don't strengthen you to endure. They don't change the circumstance either. They make you comfortable for a minute, worse, long-term, and unable to endure. So you just prolong your suffering. You're actually weaker, and you need to be strong in suffering. You need to actually be able to endure, which means you need grace. So you can turn to God, and he doesn't necessarily promise to take away whatever it is, whatever hard time you're in, whatever suffering you're in. He doesn't promise to take it away. He probably won't. He knows that people are made perfect through suffering and that we need to rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and this hope will not put us to shame. And he knows that we need to count it all joy when we meet trials of various kinds knowing that the testing of our faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you and I might be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If you turn to a vice, porn, sex, nicotine, alcohol, overeating, shopping, you name it. 
You'll have temporary relief from your present sufferings, but you won't escape and won't change the situation. And you'll be weaker. If you turn to God, he's an ever-present help in a time of need, and he will strengthen you and give you grace. He won't change the situation, probably, but he will help you endure, and you will get the fruit of suffering, which is strength and joy and love and peace. All the fruits of the Spirit come when you go all the way through the suffering. The hard times. I love in James where he says various trials. Sometimes we think suffering must be the pinnacle of suffering when actually various trials are a form of suffering. Various trials could be everything from you have like a really crappy boss to a really crappy job to crappy living situation. There's a dear friend of mine who's in a living situation that they didn't want to be in for like two and a half years. That sucked. That's a various trial. That's a form of suffering. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be the pinnacle of suffering to be considered suffering. It's various trials that, if you allow them, will have their full effect in you. But if you turn to a vice, you're gonna miss it. So the question remains: What do you turn to? What do you turn to? If you turn to the vice, you get a momentary relief. Momentary. 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 But every vice has a hangover, and it's very hard to do anything with a hangover, except sleep. Won't change your situation. But if you turn to the one who loves you, if you turn to God, if you pray, if you seek grace, he'll answer. He will strengthen you to endure. It will feel like death. It will feel like pain. It will feel just as bad as it did before. But at least you're not getting weaker. At least you're in grace. At least you won't wake up with a hangover and you will be able to carry on question remains, what do you turn to? Do you want momentary relief or do you want strength and grace that lasts a lifetime and transforms you into the likeness of the sun? You get to make that choice. I have turned more often than not to momentary comfort from vices than I have to the living God who's an ever-present help in a time of need. What do you turn to? Turn to God. It's far better. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Man I Want to Be podcast. My name is Keaton, the host. I hope this blesses you. If it did, please share this with a friend or five friends. Whenever you share this podcast, it's very helpful for us. It's very helpful for me when you get this word out. If you listen to this and you're like, I don't really care for this, that's also fine. Just don't tell anybody. That also helps us out. I will talk to you guys next time. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.